Hi, so I am recording a special episode of Beyond the Bedroom uh, because as the title suggests, my Instagram account was deleted pretty much out of nowhere. Um, No warning, I just woke up and it was gone. (laughs) So really wild. Um, I'll go over what happened uh, and all that, but... I just wanted to take a moment to talk about censorship and FOSTA and SESTA and a little bit more about what's been going on uh, for me in terms of um, online harassment and more. So uh, this is recorded at home uh, and it's not going to be edited because I want to get this out pretty quickly. Uh, So I'm recording it on Sunday. It's going to be up on Sunday. (laughs) But I, for right now, I've made an Instagram account um, called Beyond Bedroom Podcast. It'll be in the description, but it doesn't have uh, Beyond the Bedroom Podcast. That seemed a little long, so I just did Beyond Bedroom. I'm hoping um, to maybe get my account back... uh, if enough people email Instagram or report a problem in Instagram saying that my Instagram account was wrongfully deleted. Um, But yeah, I'll I'll get more into that. I just think that is a good opportunity to talk about uh, what's been happening, not just to me, but to so many sex educators, sex workers, people that are just open about their sexuality in online spaces um, and how this censorship continues to happen and and the legality of it um and while you know larger accounts celebrities brands don't tend to have as much pushback and i want to talk about a little bit uh why i think that is so hi if you are a new listener i'm not sure if this will be like the best episode for you to start on (laughs) uh it's not my usual type of episode. This one's just going to be very chatty, but this really sucks. I um, So basically what happened is I woke up, um, I guess on Friday now, like two, three days ago, I woke up um, to my friend texted me being like, hey, did you delete Instagram? And another friend texting me, did you block me? And I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, maybe Instagram was down or something. So I open Instagram and it's, I'm logged out and I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, so I try to log myself in and it says I need to enter my, um, like a code for my phone number. And for some reason it won't let me change it to my Icelandic number. I'm not sure why it's been like this since I moved here, but I turn on my old phone, my American phone, I charge it, turn it on and turn on the service, which like sucks. And uh, I get my code, I put it in, and for some reason, uh, it just says, um, okay, thank you, we will be in touch or something. I'm like, okay, that's really weird. So I try again in like half an hour, and it makes me do the same thing. Oops, Um, it makes me do the same thing. I put in the code and then it says that my account has been temporarily disabled and I uh, have to act within 30 days or it will be permanently removed 
and it's been disabled for suspicious activity. So already I'm like so confused because it's not like I use bots or I'm not logged in in a bunch of different places or anything. Um, I just think that's really weird. Uh, So there's no like help button or anything more. So I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And I go on um, my web browser and I look myself up and my Instagram's gone. And I don't have any email from them or anything. So I was like, this is so bizarre. But I was logging in like through the app, like all this happened through the app. It wasn't like a phishing thing. So I thought that that was kind of bizarre. Um, And then Facebook, because my Facebook is connected to my Instagram, makes me change my password. And so I do. And they were saying that my account had some suspicious activity as well. And I just need to change my password. So I thought okay, this is probably just because I've been like hacked or something again. Because since the beginning of this year, um, somebody has been trying really desperately to get into my Instagram account. And I'm not really sure why, because it's not like I have, uh, it's not like they want to get in to like change anything or use my account. They basically want to get in to delete it. Uh, because they have successfully like hacked into my Instagram, but like they weren't able to delete it because of the um, two-factor thing. Like they were able to like log in with my password, but not get in because they were using a different device. So um, anyway, I thought that this was just all super bizarre, um, and. I was just in, you know, waiting. And so I make a second account on Instagram and I name it Beyond Bedroom Podcast because I thought, well, maybe if I get my account back, at least I'll have a separate Instagram for this podcast, which might be fun. Basically, I later in the day try to log in again and it says that, um, thanks, you're all set. Uh, we will review and within 24 hours we will um, like I don't know it it says like I'll have my their decision in like 24 hours or something so the next day I try again and then it says that my account has been permanently disabled due to violating terms of service and community guidelines and it gives like an example of like what those things are And then I get an email from them saying that the community guidelines that I have violated include sexually explicit material. And I want to be very clear. um, I, when I say I haven't done these things, it's not because I'm condemning them. I'm saying like, I just haven't. And I play by the guidelines pretty well. Um, I don't use sexually explicit language except for anatomical parts. I don't post any nudity, and I never have. Um, I don't post links outside to OnlyFans or porn or anything like that, which is what some people have been uh, disabled for. Um, I recently made a Patreon, but I don't have any nudes or anything on there uh, or any sexually explicit material. I had to take down my audio guides because um, they were considered erotic content. 
So that's nice. Even though they were just like relaxation exercises, I didn't even tell people to touch themselves. Uh, so this whole thing is super bizarre. Um, and so I press the button that says like, if you think we've made a mistake, let us know. And um, I have to send in a picture of myself with this uh, handwritten thing that's like a code and my name and my username and a picture of myself that matches obviously the pictures of myself in my um, Instagram account. And they said like, if you don't have, uh, if you don't have photos of yourself on your account, you still need to do this. So um, really, really bizarre. And so I did, and I asked a friend of mine who works uh, with, like, not for Instagram, but for um, a service Instagram uses and Facebook uses. And he said, like, this is common, and this is what they do. And he checked it out. And he's like, if you go in the tab, that's, you know, like, which emails you've gotten um, from Facebook, like, this should show up. And it was. So I know this is legit. And for right now, I'm kind of in this weird, like, Instagram jail, Instagram purgatory. Um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. And um, I'm trying not to be, like, too bummed about it because on one hand, I'm like, oh, this is just Instagram. Like, who cares, you know, because I don't want to be that person and everyone's like oh this stupid influencer complaining about losing her platform Um, but at the same time I mean this was not just a hobby for me Um, this was a way for me to connect to my audience this was a way for me to help people one-on-one and I did so much for free Um, everything that I've written was for free Um, all of that content Every Q&A, um, every time someone came into my DMs with a question, I tried to help them. Uh, and I referred out if I couldn't help them. I referred to a another professional or um, a clinician that could, um, or resources that could help them. I did so much on that platform, basically for free. And so... It just kind of bums me out that I won't be able to continue to do that work on that scale. And for right now, I'm happy that, uh, you know, I I have people in my corner that are reporting this. And it seems to be working because Instagram, at least, is um, allowing me to submit an appeal and stuff. But just the whole thing is just such a bizarre it's so bizarre that I can't talk about like BV and vulva health and uh, birth control and stuff like that without it being deemed as like something that needs to be censored. And I, it's also kind of ironic because in 2018, I wrote a paper um, about. Uh, basically the surveillance culture on sex workers, specifically in New York City. And it's just ironic that I wrote a lot about how FOSTA and SESTA um, and financially backed platforms uh, pretty much censor um, 
sex in a very strange way and then it happens to me <laughs> a lot of sex workers sex educators um, and other people being deplatformed and I know a lot of you hate that term but I don't know a better one to use um, but have you know their audience taken away from them and I don't know it just it's really bizarre I'm still kind of like reeling because I'm realizing also I had a um, I had a brand partnership with my favorite sex toy company ever, uh, Mod. And if you know them, they're at Get Mod on Instagram, and I have an affiliate link now, so everybody gets ten percent off their purchase. And their vibrators are only about forty-five dollars, and they're my it's one of my favorite vibrators I've ever used, and. I can't prove it now because my Instagram is down, but I could, I guess, post um, receipts of, like actual receipts of purchases that I've made from them in the past. And uh, people that know me know that I recommend them all the time, but they, uh, I, I've been a supporter of theirs since the beginning and I love them. And so it just sucks that, you know, now that isn't going to happen. That was supposed to be in two days. And this campaign I was supposed to be a part of as well. And um, I was an ambassador with an affiliate link, and now I guess it's all gone. But if you're listening to this podcast and want to use it, the uh, affiliate link will be in the description. And my code is, let me check. It's B-I-R-N-A 10, so Birna 10. And it's 10% off your entire order on mode, and it's one use per customer. But it doesn't have to be your first purchase, which I love because so many of my friends love this company as well. And I hate when I get like um, asked to do an affiliate link and it's for first purchase only. And I usually, I think I've always said no. And in the past, I think I've only, I've done a handful of partnerships and affiliates ever. Um, those are those of you that know me for a while or have been following for a while know that I've done Natum and Heyday um, and Chakrabs. Um, I think all in all it's been like five total. So I always partner with companies that I really, really, really love already or have made purchases from already. And... Um, it just kind of bums me out that the one that was it's my favorite company ever and they don't just have this vibrator they have a bunch of other stuff um that you know I just don't get to really enjoy it <laughs> and I'm just I'm trying not to complain too much I need to stop but uh you know it just kind of sucks but I I wrote that paper about Fossa and Sesta when it came out um and was it 2018 or 2019 actually 2019 it was published um and it's for the public view also uh in um academia i just uploaded there which is just like a file share site but it was published in a journal um before that but it just it really bums me out because i wrote that paper about how fosta and sesta uh basically stomp all over uh, internet rights and privacy 
and they're basically like modern day like modesty laws which is really bizarre um but they were they were basically intended to curb online sex trafficking in particular so um it just is really bizarre because they totally backfired um a lot of uh a lot of websites that uh, the government was using to find victims of sex trafficking have been now made obsolete, uh, which just pushes everything more underground. Um, and when sex workers don't get to advertise online or use things like social media, they are, for the most part, a lot of them um, forcibly move to different forms of sex work. Um, and I know a lot of people are up in arms these days about OnlyFans, but online sex work is arguably the most safe form of it. And other sex workers will agree uh, with that statement. <laughs> you just go on Twitter <laughs> and it, there's always discourse about this, but uh, for a lot of people who engage in consensual um work in the sex industry um, I think the shift to accessible online sex work has been really important and I myself like like I said like I wasn't linking to an OnlyFans I wasn't doing any of that but um, as a person who talks about sex on the internet I'm lumped in with uh, you know this the group of people that's being censored constantly and just censorship in general um i know a lot of people are like wait but free speech but that doesn't apply here because instagram is a company and they make their own rules and when you sign up you agree to their terms of service uh, however they they phrase their community guidelines which are within the terms of service purposefully very vague terms there um they, for example, say things like you're not allowed to have sexually explicit material, but they don't necessarily list what counts as explicit. So is the word vulva or vagina explicit? Uh, or, um, you know, because apparently those are okay, but um, those are not okay, but the word pussy is fine. Um, and same thing with like uh, health, uh, words words for sexual and reproductive health uh, being okay. And if you are using the platform to advertise, they usually uh, will shut down your ad if you have any link to um, sexual anything, like pleasure devices, um, pretty much anything. And I know that because I have been on the marketing side of a couple different aspects of this um and it's just the worst it really is but yeah i'm i'm really relying on my i hate saying like fans that feels so fucking like fake <laughs> but um i'm really relying on my audience to just spread this through word of mouth and I would really appreciate it um, and I think that 
the, the key element that a lot of people are confused about is why do the companies have to um, like why do they have to follow these rules and laws in the first place like what you know what does the law really do and why did they have to make all these changes because a lot of you remember uh, tumblr banning all nudity uh, even things like gmail like changing the uh, terms of service to exclude uh, sexual content from being allowed um, which means like you know even if you're sending a nude through gchat or whatever like they'll <laughs> delete you um, basically uh, there was a law in the 90s one of the internet service acts that you as an internet company are responsible for what you post and what you put on your own platform um, but FOSTA and uh, SESTA these two bills that were passed into law in 2018 they basically made it so that the internet companies are now responsible for their third-party users so their advertisers and their uh, their users like their commenters etc their content creators uh, they're responsible for that content so if you remember recently Pornhub took away um, you know over like just millions of videos that were not from verified users it's the same idea um, Instagram and Facebook are responsible for their users and in in the ways that count um, towards enabling sex trafficking the research on sex trafficking is extremely hard to get and it's also it's even harder to fact check because it's very sensationalized in the media and on top of all of this is this layer of conspiracy theories right where there's some truth always at the root like q anon stuff my mouth like physically doesn't want to say that word ever i don't know why but um uh yeah so there's like always conspiracy theories involved in this so you can't really talk about these things you can't be like yeah sex trafficking exists and it looks different um there's multiple different scenarios it's not always abduction being kept you know in a in a cave dungeon somewhere it can also look like a uh, relationship that becomes abusive and that person starts to exploit you sexually to other people for drugs or money or rent or whatever that's also sex trafficking and sex trafficking of a minor can include yes abducting them and putting them into uh rings of trafficking which i don't like the term prostitution rings because prostitution is the consensual act between adults and sex trafficking is not consensual um but these minor uh, trafficking rings uh they exist um but it can also look like a 40 year old man paying a 16 17 year old girl to travel with him and have sex with him and becomes emotionally or physically violent or threatening if she doesn't do those things that is also trafficking someone for sex um so it it look it looks very different um for different scenarios and situations and when you focus on this like since over sensationalized over dramatized piece of this you realize um you know people don't really care about ending sex trafficking um you know because then these these huge stories come out um like 
that, uh, for example, Jeffrey Epstein, known trafficker, he trafficked minors, he paid underage uh, people, um, minors that could not consent, and also some people that weren't underage that he um, took advantage of because they were in vulnerable situations and uh, or coerced into, um, you know, this sex trafficking ploy, very high, uh, high profile uh, sex trafficking case that exists. But people saying like, oh, um, so and so runs a trafficking ring and they eat children and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I, I just have this, like, theory that those stories were put out there to, like, undermine what tra- sex trafficking really is. And stuff like Sesta and Fosta has enabled conspiracy theories. Because you can't talk about the truth. You can't talk about, you know, like, survivors of sex trafficking exist. Sintoya Brown was trafficked. She was underage. She was a minor. Um, she is against Sesta and Fosta because of this. Um, There's so many people that are victims and survivors of sex trafficking. Uh, And the sad part is mothers of trafficked victims that didn't make it, that died, and um, sex trafficking survivors, a lot of them really thought that this bill would do some good. A lot of them didn't take into consideration the negative impacts it would have. Um, and it's because, you know, people are just censored all the time. And so you can't really, you can't really go online and try to find um, the truth because it's now been muddled and this weird conspiracy haven has been created. And um, I think this is a piece of um, the conspiracy conversation that isn't really talked about a lot um and is the same thing with um you know having and i've talked about this in the past too is having a safe place for teenagers to access information about their reproductive health right um they can go you know i would rather that they go on like plannedparenthood.org um, and get vital information then learn everything through porn um, or through a Tumblr post or through TikTok comments. Do you know what I mean? And uh, there's like some school districts that have like blocked everything including, um, you know, safe access to health information Uh, Same thing with like parents and it just makes me so upset that there's no nuance like I would rather that There's corners of the internet that people can learn about sex in a healthy and brave environment rather than um, You know not really know where to look for those answers And I know that for the most part, there's not actual humans reviewing uh, most of this. It's just algorithm and bots. And uh, now that Instagram is responsible for third-party users, they flag any content that's sexually explicit in any way. 
and it really sucks um, but now I think I'm in the hands of a human reviewer since I had to send in a photo of myself which is hilarious um, but yeah I I don't really know but I'm going to continue to um, release my podcast episodes anyway because I feel like that's important and I have some really good ones coming out I have ones about uh, polyamory and open relationships, pregnancy loss and fertility. I have one about disability and sex coming up, which is amazing. And um, I'm really, you know, it's a bummer, but I'm really excited for uh, a a new chapter. This is definitely changing the way that I run my Instagram. This is definitely changing the way that I'm going to create content in the future. And I'm definitely going to fight this. <laughs> and those of you who know me personally know that I uh, do not uh, let things like this go very easily. Um, and I will definitely fight this. And I will continue to fight for comprehensive sexual education. I will continue to fight for the right to be free in your sexual expression. I believe that that is a fundamental human right. And whether or not I'm allowed on a platform doesn't really change that for me. I'm still going to do that in my own life. I mean, I'm the in-house sex educator for a pleasure device company. Like, <laughs> I, um, I think I'm living that aspect of my life pretty uh, proudly and boldly, which is great. But... A part of me also is like, you know, uh, where am I going to promote my videos that are coming out? And I'm writing a book, too, um, which is going to be amazing to share with all of you. But it's just that it's just that kind of thing that um, it really sucks to not have uh, the same audience, but if you know anybody who used to follow me, please send them my way on Beyond Bedroom Podcast. Um, and you can always keep up with me also in my newsletter. You can sign up for it on my website, which is birna.net. I'll have a bunch of links and uh, stuff in my description today. Thank you for taking your time to listen to this stream of consciousness, unedited, kind of chaotic episode from me. I really appreciate it and I appreciate everybody who's reported and emailed Instagram and um, yeah this this episode is going to definitely sound different than my usual because I'm a little bit more spacey and rambly and thinking things out but I I really just am very grateful to have people in my corner and um, I just always want to remember grace under pressure and this in some ways just made me want to create more content that's uh, geared towards sex ed. So this definitely backfired (laughs) in a lot of ways. But if you have any topic ideas or questions, concerns, comments, anything at all, please reach out. Um, I would love to hear from you. And shout out to my sound editor, Chelsea Morgan. I am not using them this week but they are amazing and they are themselves like they I had them on um, my last episode they're doing some amazing things so please check them out Um, I'll link them also okay have a great rest of your 
day wherever you are and I'm sending a lot of love um, and a big hug to everybody from Iceland. <laughs>